One Percenters, how are we doing? Welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast, where hopefully you will grow in some area and capacity of your life by 1% today. I'll be your host, David Nurse, and let's get going. All right, let me ask you this. Do you want to get great sleep every night? Like optimal deep sleep, REM, wake up, feel like you're rested and ready to just punch life in the face. Do you want that? If you do, keep listening. If not, if you don't like getting good sleep and you want to feel like you're really tired and groggy every morning, just stop this right now. And here it is, Chili Pad, chilitechnology.com. These guys are my favorite, not just because their product is amazing and Chili Pad actively manages the body's temperature to deliver a magical, deep sleep, great REM, makes you feeling like you've woken up just fully rested and recovered to attack the day. But the people they are, I know them well, and they are some of the best people that will care for you, make sure that you are absolutely getting the most out of every night's sleep. And think about it too. You're going to save a ton of money just because you don't have to turn the air conditioner down to 60 degrees. This chili pad or the Uller, it's going to regulate your body's temperature to sleep in the cold. Cool sleep is magical sleep. Chili pad has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, ESPN, New York Times, Forbes. I literally gift it to all my NBA players so I know they are getting the best sleep. Because there's nothing worse than waking up the next morning and feeling like, man, I can't even go through the day because I didn't get great sleep. Chili Pad has been my key, my ticket to a great night's sleep basically every single night. And luckily for you, they're great friends of mine and they've given me a code to give you a super discount. DNBball25 at checkout gets you 25% off the Chili Pad. DNBball10 gets you 10% off the Uller at checkout. Go to ChiliTechnology.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes and start sleeping like a baby today. So today we have a very interesting podcast. This could actually be your dream life for you and your significant other. Michael and Alexandra Gallagher began dating May of 2013 and quickly discovered they both had a passion for travel and adventure. Finally, they took the leap of faith. They launched a travel blog that has gone global, spending their life traveling the globe on a mission to pursue the passion of travel and share it with everybody. Not in a way of just looking at these cool pictures, but how to travel affordably, the best restaurants to eat at. Just unbelievable advice for anyone who loves to travel. And in this episode, we dive deep and how adventure can stimulate your life, make you feel alive. Now, we might not all have time to travel the world like Michael and Alexandria, but we can all have adventure, all step out of our comfort zones to be fully more alive each day. And they do a great job of breaking that down for you today. One percenters, buckle up, because here we go. So, of course, we got to talk about what sparked this amazing journey like literally you guys like I tell Taylor my wife that I would love to trade lives with you guys because I absolutely love travel bend over I've been to 51 countries as accounting right now but I'm just like a nut for it for what so what sparked your guys amazing journey your sense of adventure your just conquering the worldness 
Yeah, I mean, man, you've you, it's interesting. You can look, and the grass is always greener, right? Like you guys have yeah. such an awesome thing going. We've we've had struggles, so we've chosen to go in one direction and put a lot of emphasis into investing in experiences and travel and things of that nature. Whereas you guys have gone a different route, which has been an awesome route as well. So don't discount that. But um, I mean, based on your country count, you've traveled more than we have. Uh, so you, it sounds like you've gotten quite a bit of both done. Uh, I, hit, both. I hit a lot in Europe, little small ones. I count the Vatican yep. City as a country. So I we do too. <laughs> oh, okay. Alex count, still uh, argues did, it, with me about from, this one, but we've been to Bosnia for about 30 minutes and I count that and she doesn't. Oh, cool. oh, yeah, <laughs> we literally just drove through and ate a snack. That was it. Well, see, see, if you drive through, I count it, especially if you eat a snack. Yes. That's a count. I don't count yes, it if we I drove just through, got out. We made a purchase. Yeah. We so got we out. Like, we walked on the ground. We, we took photos. We yeah. weren't even like oh. in Bosnia. California's we on the coast. Right. Like... You're basically Anyway, citizen. so to answer your basically question. <laughs> so to answer the question, I think Alex should tell this one because going back to, okay, I'll, I'll tell it. So going back to kind of before we started out, um, I mean, we both have travel in our roots. Like her mother was a travel agent. My father was in the Navy. My mom lived internationally a couple different times, and we always took family vacations as kids. So we've had that in kind of ingrained in us since right. we were little kids. Um, but just before we moved to Italy, we were sitting around and we kind of played this. You know, we could be really responsible, work really hard for the next five years. And then like five years out, the goal is let's buy a house or something. Or <laughs> we could just <laughs> go the opposite route move to Italy and then just travel indefinitely with not really any end in sight. And so clearly that's where we went. Well, we had started planning a trip to Europe is what happened. And we just kept extending the trip. Like we were like, wait, we, uh, we want to go here and we want to go here. Oh, and we want to go here. And it became like, I don't know, a four month trip or something. And we were like, wait, how are we going to do this with our jobs? Like that's not going to work. And so I suggested, I was like, why don't we just like move there temporarily or like for a year or something, or just like, I don't know, go for a long time and live yeah. there. So that's kind of how we ended up living there. Yeah, it was really just like a simple conversation laying by the pool. And it's, <laughs> we tell the story a lot, but we were laying by the pool and we had this conversation about building this trip. And then Alex says, why don't we just move to Italy then? And I said, all right, let's go. <laughs> that's super cool, like in so many levels. So when you had that conversation and you made that leap, like you both were on board like, hey, all right, we're going to do this. Like, is this just a vacation kind of extended vacation? But did you ever have any thought in mind that, hey, we might make this like what we do? Yeah, I mean, we well, not like blogging per se. Like we right. didn't really like get like, I don't think we really knew that was. Gonna no, I think happen. blogging was like a derivative of the like we're traveling. OK, now how do we fund that? What is, what is something that we could do? Oh, let's start a travel blog. That'll be cool. Well, and, and can... it's like fun to stay in touch with your friends and family back home and they can like read what you're doing. And it was yeah. like more of a simple idea than a, like, oh, we're going to have a travel blog. <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. And, and speaking of which, your travel blog is amazing. Like you guys are, you guys, no, yeah, I went, I've been stalking you guys like crazy, Thank but you. it's, it's cool that you're not just like talking about like the places that you go to and how cool it is, but how do you visit a place on a budget or what are the top 10 places that you should see or places to eat at? It's like what everybody, when they travel to a country has no idea where to go, what to do when they get there to get the most out of it. So that's really, I mean, that's, it's really needed and very cool that you guys do that. Speaking Thanks, on, so speaking on this adventure and this, this life journey that you've made into your calling and your career, like it's kind of like, 
you know what? People from the outside probably tell you this a lot. Like, you guys have the dream life. It's the best life. Like, we wish we were you guys, just like I started off saying. But there's got to be, there's got to be some struggles. There's got to be some things that you wish or think, like you said, the grass is greener. So talk to me on some of the, some of the, some of the more struggling aspects of this type of venture. Yeah. I mean, a number of things, right? So you put yourself in when you, when you focus mostly on just travel, as opposed to, okay, I'm going to sit and build my career in every way possible and focus on saving every dime. You could put yourself in some precarious situations. So we've had times where we've obviously we quit our jobs and moved to Italy. And then we were trying to figure out how we were going to generate income. And we found that through a number of different avenues. Um, so it's just a matter of priorities. And then obviously, while we've been traveling as well, we've put ourselves in situations where we've encountered some challenges as well. Just, you know, just things happen, right? Um, okay, give me the it, craziest, give me the craziest challenge that you've had to deal with something where you thought, Oh, man, we're never going to get out of this place. Which one? What do you think? Which one? <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> we we don't really lucky. have anything we, that crazy. It's mostly things that make you want to pull your hair out, honestly. Yeah, yeah like, it's right. annoying. Like having a rental car that ends up getting damaged done to it. Having, uh, you know, getting cancellations, getting a flat tire in a rental car. Getting our bikes stolen. Having bikes. Like, we have a litany of things where we've literally made a list of, here are all the awful things that have happened. But they're... They're things that we can look back and laugh on, you know, getting stranded in places, having things um, canceled, connections, missed connections, um, you name it. We've probably experienced it. Luckily, we've never been pickpocketed. We've never been mugged. We've never had anything serious like that. You know, there's good people all around the world. So we've been really fortunate. It's just been mostly tedious kind of I guess like logistical mm, challenges. I guess when I got roofied. Oh, that was a good oh, one. That, yeah. yeah, that might be bad. That might be bad. Yeah. So <laughs> you tell that. Uh, oh gosh, um, we went to Croatia and we were in Split. I think for like what two nights. We're in Split. Yeah, we were going to the national parks, and Split was kind of our like stayover. Yeah, we were there really quick, and it was just because we were trying to make it up to the national parks. Um, but Split is this little beach port town that has a bunch of little beach day clubs, and a lot of people go there to party. Um, and we were we were not there to party; we were just there to sleep. But we went to one of the beach clubs, um, and I got a glass of wine and was just casually sitting on the beach drinking my wine, and then um, set it down next to my chair. And Michael went up to go to the bar to like grab water, grab another drink or something, and some somehow in that time frame somebody had slipped something into my drink when it was sitting by my chair and I like didn't even finish the one glass of wine and by the time Michael got back I was like completely disoriented and ended up like stuffing my toe into a brick cinder block that was holding up an umbrella and like ripped off one of my toenails completely yeah by stubbing you mean like sliced your toe open yeah Yeah, I was bleeding everywhere (laughs) and the bar people were um, not very helpful. They didn't have like band-aids or really care about what was happening. So Michael's like running around looking for a band-aid and I'm completely like just a wreck basically. Yeah. And so the bartenders were pretty much like we were trying to communicate and they didn't speak good English. They spoke, spoke mostly Croatian. And so I was like, Oh God, band-aid, band-aid, like (laughs) uh, first aid, 
Well, Ouch, what, like what injury. they said was that the first aid kits were only for the employees. Yeah, they didn't have... So, like, something that OSHA would freak out about here in the States, like... <laughs> They didn't have first aid kits at all. And then so I just sprinted down the beach to every bar to see if anyone had one. And no one had one. I went like probably a mile down the beach sprinting bar to bar to bar. And then I came back and there was this really nice couple helping Alex who had happened to have they saw guess, what some band-aids they saw me in the car. My toe, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah. Then it's. I ended up really ill though. Like I, I ended up being sick that whole night and the entire and next, the next day, day just from not even finishing that one glass of wine. So that's how like we knew something was really wrong because I was just so sick. Well, jeez, thank God you're alive and and well now. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know. <laughs> Croatia. I thought Croatia was a spot I wanted to go to, but no, you longer. do. No, you do. You do. Oh. We just tell people like split, maybe skip it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just split. split, from split. Yeah, Dubrovnik's amazing. Walking like the castle walls, yeah. feel like you're in Incredible, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Plitvice and Kurka National Parks are some of the most spectacular, like natural places we've ever seen. And a lot of people do love Split, so I think it just depends what you're going there for. Like if you're going to party, maybe you'll love it. Yeah. But in our situation, like we just wanted to relax and you know, it just yeah. wasn't. I'd imagine that you and Taylor are probably not the kind of people that go to the beach parties and just want to have like a crazy wild time. I imagine that you probably travel more closely to the way that we do. Exactly. Yeah. We're chilling yeah. on the beach asleep by nine for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I like your guys travel. Yeah. Don't go to, split. go to Dubrovnik, drive around split, and then go, go to Plit Vise and Kirka. Love it. All right. We'll uh, couples vacation to the next spot you go to. We're in. Do it. Okay. Let's talk about uh, overcoming fear. A lot of people live in fear of, live in fear of regret or live in fear of taking a chance, taking a risk with not knowing what the consequences are going to be, knowing that, I mean, basically saying people like to stay in their comfort bubble, their comfort zone. Like, how did you guys just, how did you just divorce yourself of the thought of that fear? Having what, $8,000 to your name when you guys made this decision? Like, how, how do you go about just taking fear out of the equation? I think fear is always still in the equation it's almost like the motivating factor for me because usually when I do things that I'm really afraid of I have like the best outcome ever um and so I kind of always push myself to do things I'm afraid of I love I love that answer yeah I think it I think the fact that neither of us come from like super wealthy families either helps like my parents were just blue collar workers my mom was a checker at bonds my dad was a custodian it's like eight thousand dollars in the bank i was like we're pretty loaded right now <laughs> that's a great we're perspective i like it <laughs> it's like that's a lot of money there's a comma in the bank account that's cool <laughs> so yeah i think you know that helped right like there was not we had people we had really close friends that were like what are you guys gonna do and we would always say to them well you can be poor anywhere you want right you know you can go anywhere and have certain experiences like it's just a different mentality, right? You can always figure it out. Yeah. That's the thing. Any, everything is figure outable. I forget who it is that says that. I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm not sure. Uh, figure outable. Maybe it was Allie. Like it. <laughs> uh, I love that. I'm going to ask your guys' favorite quote. That sounds like an No, I like that a lot. I mean, you obviously see um, a lot of growth from, from getting out of your comfort zone, from taking risk. And you guys are basically the poster childs of being able to do that. What, what growth have you guys seen? I'm sure you've seen a lot, obviously, but in your time of, of traveling, of taking risk, of 
living through fear, what have been some personal growths that you guys have been able to do and pick up through your travels? I think we take a lot more responsibility now for like, I think in the beginning we were more careless with all of our decision making. And I think now we're more strategic because now we're getting older and we want to have a family soon. So like we do have to be a little bit more strategic about the things we do. Yeah. And I think that one thing that we talk about quite a lot and we've written blogs on this too, is that we not only have grown as individuals, but travel really forces couples to grow together as opposed yeah. to nice. couples that get married and they really grow apart over time. Nice. Like everything that we've done from a travel perspective is like, you know, you put yourself into situations that you're not familiar with. Everything's foreign. And so you have to kind of take new roles on, do things that you're not familiar with. And you really start to see how you work together as a team. And I think that you know, we've become incredibly complementary to each other over time. So I think that we've got that individual growth, but also like the growth as a couple has been really crucial. That's a really cool answer. And to me, you guys are the Chip and Joanna Gaines of the travel world. So but what is, it's cool. Who are Chip and oh, Joanna, you know Gaines, Chip and Joanna Gaines? Oh, you gotta look no. them up. Okay, they're like the ultimate power couple. They flip houses. Everybody watches their show. Oh, it's I know, just, I know who they are. Oh, are they like know. a TV couple? Yeah, but it's what the coolest thing is, is how much they love each other, how much they feed off each other's positivity, off each other's energy, and they're just like so supportive of each other that it's just motivational to any other couple out there. And I see that in you guys. That's awesome. Because a lot of people Thanks, will think like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's easy to speak the truth. It's, it's like a, a lot of people will think that you can't work with your with your spouse, with your husband or wife, but you guys are showing that you can work together and not just work together but flourish together in a career and also obviously flourish together in your relationship so it's it's really it's really awesome to see that for sure yeah i mean it can be difficult when you're traveling and you're with someone 24 7 so like we we do recognize that and i think over time we've learned how we travel together yeah. and we've really fit into that and you know when you do need time to yourself you take that like alex will go do yoga or i'll go do right like go work out separately or just go for a walk and get some gelato or something like whatever it might be just take that time to yourself when you do need it and that's been it's been great it's a good point yeah and you, like how you slipped in there get some gelato like some oh always, daily baby daily. some gelato in italy my yeah. most favorite food yeah you know what that is the best when i was in italy we had some gelato in rome and I mean, until somebody goes to italy and actually eats the food there they have no idea like i feel like a food nope. snob so true yeah we're gonna give we're gonna get to that soon too the top the top food places so what have you um picked up from different cultures throughout the world like mm -hmm. at the core you're saying there's all always good people everywhere but what have been some cultures that stand out to you that have really had an impact on you maybe yeah. in just the way they live their life or whatever it might be it's a good question indonesians for sure indonesians for sure especially the balinese yeah like yeah specifically the Balinese, they live so simply and they're so happy and they're so kind. And you feel that the second you get there and you get off the plane, like people will help you and they're genuine. And I don't know, it's just this feeling that you can sense right when you walk off the plane. Yeah, it's like, it's, they are all, if you compare it to American standards, I mean, some of these people are earning $100 a month, right? 100 US dollars per month. They're living on a dollar a day. And so you compare that to what we do and you go to Starbucks and you drop five bucks. And oh, so, they're living in house compounds with their entire family. Yeah. And like they're just always people. smiling. Yeah. Always smiling, always friendly. Like they would give you the one shirt that they have off their back. Um, they've been great. I mean, 
Italians, like a sense of mm -hmm. family and culture and just pride mm -hmm. in what they've been doing for centuries. And you know, I think I tell people all the time that everybody just has a different, everyone wants the same things. They want to be loved. They want to experience love and they want to be happy. And it's really just kind of some combination of those things. Mm -hmm. Everyone just has different ways of doing that and different traditions that they kind of follow that are ways that they practice those things. So we've learned from pretty much in every place we've been, I think. Yeah. And we always try to learn like as much of the language as we can in each place we go or like some little thing that we take away and still incorporate in our lives back home. That's cool. Isn't that interesting how the people with the least amount of monetary or physical things are usually the most happy people wherever you go? It's, it, yeah. it's crazy. I remember going to Africa, to Uganda, where they had literally nothing. I gave them some clothes and they wore them for the next two weeks straight and they're the happiest people. That's awesome. No shoes on. It's just, it's amazing. And, and it just goes to the point that we all know, but we all don't live out is that money doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't even come close to buying happiness. That's why I'm out here in LA and you'll see all these people out here that have tons of money, but have just no joy in their life at all. So that's, yeah, that's exactly why we chose to spend all of our money on travel because yeah. the experiences yeah. you get and the people you meet, that's the stuff that matters. You know, that's what counts in the long run. And like material possessions make you happy for a second. There's just this temporary high and then you need the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I think one thing people do too, and you see it a lot here in LA is people put a sense, they have a difficulty divorcing themselves from that sense of identity that is Right. with things it's yep. based on things it's yep i am a salesperson at this company i yep. am an executive i own a bmw i have a big house well what happens when the house burns down what happens when the bmw gets wrecked or for like gets taken you know all these different things like if you put your value in those things what happens when they're gone you have no more value so you see it something that we try to do and you see it in most of these impoverished cultures is their sense of value is in themselves and in their family and in their health. Mm -hmm. And it's those important things that just cannot be taken from you. Man, that's, that's super refreshing to hear. And, and so true. Like it's, it's not about what we do. It's about the people that we are. And that's why I always try to like, I try not to ask people right when I meet them anymore, what they do. Cause I don't want to feel like that's yeah. their sense of identity, but more so asking questions like what's your passion or what, yeah. yeah, what makes you happy? What makes you happy. Yeah. What's your purpose? And, and speaking along those um, those lines, where do you guys find like your your motivation every day you wake up in the morning that that where your passion and your purpose is going to be? How do you like when you've been on the road for a long time? How do you wake up that next day and just be like, okay, this is this is what we're called to do. This is how we're going to do it. Where do you where do you find that just constant, consistent passion? Mm, I think I don't know. I'm coffee. Really, <laughs> <laughs> we love Great coffee. Answer. No, but I think, I don't know. I'm a, I am more of a, like, I guess the creative out of the two of us. I love like anything I can get my hands on creating through photography, through video, through anything like that. I love doing. And part of that is like doing it in new cultures. So that inspires me on a daily basis to like get out and see a place and like try to capture it and show people how wonderful the world is. Like, even if they already have a preconceived idea of it. See, there, there it was. You just hit on it, showing people how beautiful the world is. Like, yeah. That's the ultimate core of what you're doing, what your passion is. But you're doing it through an amazing way of uh, photography, of showing the world to people. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing. Have you read the the subtle art by I think it was Mark Mason? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we cursing on this podcast at all? <laughs> I'm, I'm... You you can, but we all know what I'll... book that is, and that book. Yes. Okay. Subtle art. We'll leave it at the subtle art. Yeah. That one. We'll leave it at the subtle art. The title um, of that one sold that one a ton. Bright orange book. You'll yeah. see it in the book <laughs> in the bookstore. Um, yeah, it's about that too. I think about he talks about a lot. You only have so many cares to give and you know make sure that you're giving them about important things and no matter what you do in life you're going to have to suffer so make sure you're suffering for the right things and so if, even if we're doing what we love and we're following our passion there's going to be stuff that we have to do that we don't want to do like right. writing blogs and editing photos and putting those up and just like especially if you have a bad wi-fi connection it sucks sometimes <laughs> like it's really frustrating but there are certain things that you have to suffer through and just get done because you know it's worth it Right. And that's, it's a, that's a, such a great answer because people don't understand that that's what enjoying the daily grind is. Like it's going to be a daily grind getting to where you want to get to, getting to where your goals are, where your dreams and your hopes are. It's just, it's not going to happen overnight and it's not always going to be easy. But when you know that you no. put in that grind and you know you can enjoy that grind, even when sometimes are rough or tedious or you lose Wi-Fi in a place where you shouldn't lose Wi-Fi and Man, it's just it's just that understanding, and you guys do a great job of that, knowing that hey, this is what we're we're here to show the world that this we're show here here to show everyone in this world that this world is an absolute extraordinary, beautiful place. It is. Yeah, and it's it's a continued learning process too. We've been doing. We started the blog, and next summer will be five years. Yeah. Next summer will be five years, and we're still learning. Like yeah there's so much to learn and there's so much to do and we're still scaling and we're there's so many goals that we still have around it and it's just you know the people that put in the work day in and day out are going to be there when the others give up well let's dive more into that blog too because i find it very interesting and a great tool for people to use in travel so talk more about like what the purpose of the blog is what you want people to get out of it and yeah just dive into it I always say I want people to travel easier and more enjoyably. Mm-hmm. Cool. I want people to enjoy their travels more and I want it to be an easier process. So when we travel, there are certain things that we like to do. And so I don't want to tell someone, oh, you're going to Milan. Go look at the Last Supper. Go <laughs> look at this. Like, yeah, everyone knows that. It's in Fodders. It's in or Frommers. It's in all these, all these guidebooks. I want to tell people the things that like, here's how you go have a cultural experience. Here's how you go have an experience like a local. Here's how you go do things that like might change your life. And here's the places to eat. And here's the things that we did. And here's how you can relive that. We do so much research on where to eat, like the coolest off the beaten path places. I literally spend hours online and on Pinterest and all these places trying to find everything. And then we go and we do it. We're like, either this is awesome or that didn't work out so well. And whatever happens we just try to write about it to make people's lives easier basically that's that's awesome and all right let's go into some of those how about this is gonna be some tough questions what about the three coolest places that you've traveled in the world like Mm -hmm. more sneaky off the beaten path type of places not like italy Mm -hmm. but some people like oh Mm -hmm. man not like Italy. Okay, well, I think Italy is probably our favorite place outside of the states. Italy and Indonesia. And, are my and Indonesia. So okay, but let's I've go been to, off. Like, remote places in Indonesia Those that work. are like mind blowing. You go and then I'll go. So yeah, like, yeah. oh, um, let me think. Like Padar Island is probably one of the most beautiful places I've been. That's in Indonesia. Um, it's kind of hard to get to because you have to take a plane to a really small place and then take a boat to an island. But it's 
incredible and that's padara island padara island yeah it's insane i have pictures of it on uh, my instagram and i think we have it on the blog as well but Mm, maybe maybe might be on there but also where else well, you've got to give two more. And then oh, I, I can give two more. Borneo, um, like in the deep jungle in Indonesia and in Borneo. Um, I did a trip with Wonderful Indonesia when we went and studied orangutans, where Jane Goodall studied orangutans. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And we slept on the boat on the river, which was really cool. Super cool. Yeah, and anyone can go do this. You just have to do the research and find uh, find it, I guess. You just have to type type in Borneo as your destination and it all comes up. Can you just package me a travel plan on the blog and I'll just follow that to the T? Yeah. <laughs> Deal. For sure. Uh, I, th- probably, I actually haven't been to those places because Alex did that trip with a girlfriend and with some others um, and I got to watch on Instagram that she had this awesome trip. <laughs> yeah, she does the her favorite tour without you. Uh-oh, what's that saying? Yeah, I'm like, oh, whoops. Says we need to go back. <laughs> ah, there you go. Good answer. No, it is. I mean, it's great. We do travel separately. Uh, I would say not regularly, but we do it Yeah, it's nice to have so like often. a girl's trip and he can have a guy's right. trip. And or then solo have trips. Trip. Or, yeah. yeah. I think if I would add a few to it, just some like, they're popular, but off the beaten tra- path kind of places that we've been that have been really cool. Our experience in Machu Picchu in Peru was nice. incredible. Um, Cuba was a really cool trip that not a Cuba. lot of people go to, like Vinales out, like riding horses and smoking cigars through like this <laughs> uh, the cigar plantations. Um, when in Cuba. When in Cuba, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dude, those are great. great. We just. We just went to Milos in Greece, and it's, like, still untouched from a tourist perspective. Like, it has tourism, but when you compare it to, like, how crowded it is in Santorini or in Mykonos, it is just still authentic. And so much to do. It's just, like, full of adventure and beautiful beaches. It was, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you guys say that just without stride, like... Like somebody taking a trip up to Seattle or to Texas or something. Yeah, just just to Cuba and you know Mykonos <laughs> and no biggie Machu Picchu. That's that's awesome. That's just super cool experiences. How about this one might get even more difficult? How about the top three, or you can do two. We'll do two each, like last time. We'll do. How about the top two each food countries? Your favorite food? Mm, what it so was? Easy. We just wrote a blog on this. That's so easy. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Great! I gotta check this blog out. Italy is my favorite. Yes. That is okay. hands, down hands down my favorite. There's no question. Oh, there it is. We put Mexico number two. Yeah, I think Mexico wins for number two just because we both love Mexican food. Okay, and now you got to tell me what you're eating in Italy. You got to go like super like this is death row meal, what it is. Oh. I actually posted an Instagram story last night or this morning. Oh. We went to Dami. Yeah. We went to Damichele here. It's like they opened up like 110 years ago in Naples or something. They're one of like the, the forefathers of Neapolitan pizza. They have stores all over the place now. And there's now one in, in LA that opened right after we left Australia. Posted one of my stories and I said, if you put me on death row 100 out of 100 times, my final meal is going to be pizza in Naples. Mm. <laughs> I love it. See, mine, Just simple. <laughs> mine is very specific. There's this restaurant that we eat at in Positano called Da Vincenzo. And mm. that is my favorite restaurant in the whole world. And anything from there would be my final meal. And I would be very happy. I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I'm looking at the blog right now as we speak. And you guys also have, oh, there it is. There is yeah, the top pizza. 10. 
Okay, you've got to check the blog out. Couplescoordinates.com. Check it out. There is that pizza, and that's the one from Naples, huh? You're reading it right there, Alex. Is that it? Yeah, oh, had, yeah, that, that is was, it. That's, so that's Domicale. Yeah, in we Naples. went there last night in Los Angeles, their new restaurant. Wow. They're, where at in Los Angeles? It's in Hollywood. It's like right off of Sunset in Hollywood. Okay, we're going for sure. And I it's see you phenomenal. also have my country of Japan up there, too. I go there all the time. That oh, made. love Japan. You ever eat at the 7-Elevens? No. <laughs> no. I'm pretty careful about that stuff because I, unfortunately, have a weak stomach. So It's okay. In Japan, <laughs> 7-Elevens are like gourmet. You can get really? Yeah. Everything is gourmet. Though. Everything oh. is gourmet in Japan. Yeah, Tokyo has – I was reading this as I was writing that top 10 blog for the food countries. Tokyo has more – Michelin starred restaurants than any other city in the world. Yep. Yeah. I literally make it my goal every time I'm there to go to a Michelin star restaurant and I'll find ones that are like 20 bucks for a meal. It's oh, wow. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we got to get some travel tips from you too, buddy. Hey, Isn't if you ever Michelin go to Japan, I got it. Yeah. I got you on that. Yeah. Right. There's a, we were looking at one in Singapore. I think there's a Michelin star Hawker, you know, those places that it's are like chili, five bucks. The chili crab. Yeah. Whatever oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't go, but it, yeah, it's one of those where it's like you can find these places that are Michelin star. We're like, okay, well, what is this going to mean? But boom, there's summer your, cheap. There's your next blog: Michelin star restaurants on an affordable budget. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Okay, I'm gonna throw you on the rapid fire hot seat right now, so you guys can both mm-hmm. answer whatever comes to your mind. It doesn't have to be long answers. Rapid fire. Your favorite mindset quotes that you live by. Something that is uh. Maybe oh, gosh, put on your fridge or... oh, I got you. Okay. I got you. Mine's, so mine's from a quote. Or it's from a poem called The Station by Robert J. Hastings. And I forget the exact quote. I have it in my About Me on the blog. And it's essentially like talking about how there's... We always think there's this station in life. When I graduate, when I get nice. this promotion, when I get married, when I get this. Nah, forget about that. There's no station. Eat more ice cream. Nah. Run barefoot. Swim more rivers. Do all these things like live in the moment Uh-oh. the station will come soon enough i love that you guys live and breathe that too for sure i'm trying to remember my favorite quote right now because there's i like no part of it but i can't think of what it is that's okay it's Pick like in light it's something about it's like enlightenment is uh, you had a great <laughs> quote earlier you're saying from your friend some made-up word that you had too you remember oh, that everything one? is figureoutable. That <laughs> one is, is cool. I'm gonna write that one down. Oh, I remember. I remember my quote. Okay, it's what do you got? The key to enlightenment is the love in your heart and a smile on your lips. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I like them both. Two. You got two. You outdid Michael. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Next, next one for you. What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Not necessarily in the definition that the world sees it, but what does what does legacy mean in your guys' eyes? To me, it means leaving the world better than you left it. Mm. Awesome. Or better than you found it. Sorry. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> better than you left I got you. I got you. Leaving the world Leave better it than better. you found yes. it. <laughs> See, I'm drinking coffee right now. I'm literally so jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm catching you guys right when you got back to the United States. It's, yeah. I don't know what I, I would say. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, all you, all you. I was just, I was just going to say probably leaving enough of a positive imprint on someone that your memory lives on with them forever. And I think about that, like with my mom and my dad, a lot. they passed a few years ago. And it's so they have left a legacy that they're still alive in my heart. That's awesome, man. 
that's really cool. You leave that positive impact on somebody and then they leave it on somebody else and somebody else yeah. and compounds and compounds. And before you know it, you've changed millions of people's lives just through changing one person's life. Love yep. it. How about this? Do you guys have any secret hacks or routines or go-to things that you do on a daily basis that help you with all this crazy travel? Mm, I love starting the day with meditation or like journaling and stuff like that just to help like trigger that creativity um especially like before editing or writing blogs or anything like that it's really nice especially while you're traveling to do that and then you have the journals to look back on that's good I like that yeah I start my day out like I'll wake up pretty early I have been doing I like Wim Hof a lot I don't do yeah. like a full <laughs> set of his breathing but I'll do like one round I like that Love breathing. and then I'll do drink coffee <laughs> that's very important that's ritualistic uh and then I like to do some writing and then the first words I, I speak a little Italian I'm not fluent but I'm conversational and so like the first words that I usually say each day are in Italian I like to do like I practice my little audio files and such and then you know, get like the day going with some form of like creativity and such before we really roll into doing like the menial tasks of life. It's a beautiful morning routine right there. I like it. You got to go. You, you should go um, climb Mount Everest like Wim Hof with no shirt on or whatever. She had his board oh shorts. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then speaking of climbing, like not climbing, but exercise is huge for us too. Yeah. So like always yeah. start the day. I, I mean, I think I usually take one rest day a week. You around the same so like start the day with a good workout and then the rest of the day is just coasting yep. yeah it doesn't matter where we are we always like try to make sure we move our bodies in some way because that definitely helps us stay focused and happy and yeah feel good uh, i love you guys morning routines morning routines are so important they're just such great habits to build and shoot looking at your blog you guys are the chip and joanna Gaines, but in super duper <laughs> shape that's what you get this should be a couple's model for traveling. Uh, Alex, maybe. How it is. <laughs> she brings this up. Thanks. <laughs> Good answer. What's your morning routine? What's What do you do in the morning? It's uh, it's pretty similar to that. Like I'll wake up and I'll spend my first twenty to thirty minutes in prayer, or whether I'm reading something out of the Bible or listening to a sermon podcast. Usually, while I'm doing some kind of mobility work, I'll stretch. I'll have I'll have my coffee. I like to mix coffee with matcha. It's kind of my thing. Interesting. Uh, I haven't tried that one, really and good. I love matcha, and I love coffee. Oh, yeah, it's really good. So I'll do that, and me and Taylor will have some prayer time ourselves, and then I'll do some some type of workout uh, in the morning. Then I'll get into my – I'll kind of close close off any type of other work and do some type of creative, whether it's, whether it's writing or whether it's um, thinking of the next podcast or how I'm going to sell these books or some type of creative thing. And then, yeah, the rest of the day is – coasting phone calls but the morning routine for sure important staple yep Agreed. set the day right absolutely all right what's next for you crazy guys what's coming up next what are the next countries you're traveling to the next mm -hmm. project we got to talk about the book we got to talk about the swimwear line let's what's next i've got to fly back to australia on friday <laughs> and then alex comes back we're doing uh, a really cool place called Esperance for Christmas. It's like yeah. kangaroos on the beach, the whitest sand you've ever seen, squeaks when you walk, perfectly clear water. I think um, we're doing it as a road trip, too. We haven't really decided yet, but I think we're going to maybe we'll do a We'll probably road trip. be road tripping. So there, we'll, there'll, we'll be able to see some cool places in Western Australia that we haven't seen before. Um, other than that, I think the next international thing that we have planned is probably... Not until September. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back. 
We're coming back here next spring. Okay. Yeah. Probably like a Coachella, Hawaii type trip. And I, I'm family. going to Mexico for a wedding. Nice. And then next September is the biggie. So we, we got engaged in September. We got married in September. It's honestly our favorite month to travel because kids go back to school in September. So it's not as touristy in most places, but you still have the benefit in the Northern, Northern Hemisphere of it still being pretty warm in most places. So we are planning a trip, actually not in the Northern Hemisphere, but it'll be our first time going to Africa next September. Oh, you're going to love it. Where are you going? Tanzania for sure, staying out in the Serengeti, yep. going on some game drives and such. And then we haven't decided, but there is, we've talked about potentially South Africa and we're looking into like Mauritius as well, or perhaps Kenya. We, yep. so it's still kind of up in the air, but from Perth, there is a direct flight to Joburg in South Africa. So we could do that. And then we figured, okay, well, we're already there. And then we can work our way up to Tanzania. Yes. Yeah. Cape Town's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Cape Town. That's what we I think. Keep that's hearing. what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Stay out of Joburg. Just get out of there as quick as you can. Oh, it's a layover. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a dangerous place, but get out of I there. Have Alex, family from yeah. there. Alex's oh. uncle is from Joburg. He says, don't go. Yeah. There you go. Family advice. Good. Yeah. No, Tanzania I've heard is amazing as well. Um, there's also yeah, a place, think... there's in Uganda, you can go uh, with the gorillas. Somebody was telling me this. Well, I know they, they can go with the gorillas, but there's also some land area that looks like like it's from outer space, and there's some crazy. Ooh. Yeah. So maybe, I'll ask who I'll ask that guy what what he was talking about. But it's some like kind of just crazy out there, never in any other part of the world type of place out in Uganda. That's awesome. Yeah, we love animals and such. That's why this trip is one of those where it's like, okay, we can go on game drives and see like wild African game and the out in the Serengeti, the place we're staying, you have like elephants that come up to this watering hole right next to the swimming pool. And it's like, okay, this is just heaven. There's also um, a place in South Africa that um, I, have, I think they're called Care, Care for Wild on Instagram. And they're like a rhino sanctuary. And I really, really want to go awesome. do a volunteer thing there. So I actually messaged them and they said they'd be interested oh, in, cool. in yeah. doing something. So hopefully we end up there too. <laughs> nice. See, there you go. You just hit the nail on the head. Message everywhere. With what yeah, we hadn't talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, tell me about the book. Let's talk about that. Book. Okay, so yeah, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about like growing together as a couple. So I, I started writing a book about a year and a half, two years ago. And the idea was off the back of a blog that we had written. And it was essentially going to be just why couples should travel together before they're married. Nice. I do really think that it's an awesome thing to do as a couple because you really learn about each other and such. And, you know, I, I got the book finished and we always tell people always ask us, were we on our honeymoon while we were traveling? And so we always <laughs> called it the honey sun because we weren't married yet. Yeah. And so that kind of became the idea. But then it was like, okay, well, this is a cool book, but how do we make it more practical? How do we, you know, people are, wanting to travel, but they need to know how to travel. They they don't want to just know about the benefits of traveling as a couple. Yep. How can we tell people ways to replicate what we've done? And so it's just transformed into, I'm calling it gallivanting the globe. Nice. Working title, not sure. Still waiting to get it published and printed, but it's just about finished. The rework has kind of become, here is our story. Here's some anecdotes from our travels. Here's some things that we've learned, some precarious situations we found ourselves in, some 
financial advice, advice around everything from credit card miles to airline miles to pretty much any detail that you need to know to help you travel indefinitely or travel long term. Kind of like it's reminiscent of things like the four hour work week or vagabonding if you've read either of those. Yeah. yeah. We've got interviews of others as well, like some of our friends traveling around the world or sailing around the world. We've interviewed some people that are teaching English in Afghanistan, and they've been teaching English around the world for 10 years as a couple. Um, The guy that actually helped build our website, who like just designs websites from a beach in Mexico, all these people that are doing life kind of in an unorthodox fashion, if you look at what the status quo really wants or is or really deems to be a successful life and it's how do you achieve that man that's an amazing book it's so good i know i'm biased but i read it and i was laughing out loud and couldn't put it down until i finished it it was actually a really good book no you're not biased that's like that's super needed and like who does not like to read about travel or hear stories about travel as well like also, obviously, getting the benefit of how to travel. Like, I like the comparison to the four-hour work week, the four-hour body, and vagabonding. That's, dude. That's but that book's gonna do really well. So when whenever it comes out, you, Thank you. you find that publisher. It's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. So when that comes out, you're coming back on this podcast before you go on every other big podcast, and we're gonna blow it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll put uh, we'll put Joe Rogan on the back burner, and we'll come <laughs> yeah, on first. of course, come to the One Percenter <laughs> podcast before Joe Rogan, of course. No, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Of course, man. Of course. And Alex, you got to tell tell me about uh, the the sustainable swimwear. That sounds a really cool idea. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Um, so it's called Amalfi Swimwear, obviously inspired by our travels cool. on the Amalfi Coast, which is like our favorite place. We got engaged there. Wow. Um, wow. We go back every year. <laughs> Decent spot. Um, what was that? Decent spot, that Amalfi Coast. Yeah, right? Okay. You okay. can't really go wrong. But it's... <laughs> Basically, during our travels, I mean, we have been to many beaches around the world and something that always comes up is plastic being washed up on the beach. And um, the bikinis themselves are made out of recycled ghost fishing nets and microplastics from the sea. So it's something that means a lot to us and me because of the impact that we see that the plastic has like people just throw their stuff away and don't think about where it's going, but it all ends up in our ocean and ends up coming back onto the shore somewhere else. Like Asia is just completely covered in plastic. Um, obviously it depends where you go, but you can definitely see it. And we were just in Milos, Greece even, and there were like plastic bottles floating in one of the most beautiful places we went. And it's just like yeah. heartbreaking. So that's kind of what inspired me doing it out of the, materials that i'm using but um yeah i'm i'm really excited about it so that should launch in like april or june gosh you have the book launch coming out that coming out you guys are just killing you guys are all over literally all over thanks and that's part of that's part of the book as well and it's part of what we tell people too like you don't have to have one thing you do like we have many things that create it's like essentially we've tried to diversify in some capacity, like the ways that we create revenue. So whether it's the blog or me writing a book, Alex starting a brand, you know, it's all these different things that have really helped us create this lifestyle. It's not just the blog and that being a revenue stream. It's many different things. It's contracting for companies in the States. It's all of the different things that we've done over the years. And that's 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 in there. And now this is probably going to be the most I, I would think instrumental piece in going forward. But what I love so much about that and what you guys do are 
that you live the life you want to live without caring how anybody else tells you to live it. Like you've created your own lifestyle. You've created your own path. And that's so inspirational and motivational for people to hear it because everybody out there wants to be able to live the life that they want to live. But so many people are afraid of taking that first step or afraid of getting out of their bubble and just yep. looking to you guys is, I mean, that's like, man, you guys can do it. Like, you really can do it. Obviously, it's going to take some take some chances and take some difficult times and challenging times. But, yeah, man, you guys are yeah. proof of that. People tell us all the time, like, oh, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. Yeah, do it. You can. You just have to choose it. You have to be willing to just step out of your comfort zone and take that risk. And then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. David, do you know Gary V? Gary yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know him he personally. He says, yeah, he's, I follow his stuff quite a lot. I, he's an interesting dude, but he says a lot. He's like, you know why you won't do it? Because you're scared of what your mom thinks. You're scared of what <laughs> your brother thinks. You're scared of what your stupid friends think. Mm-hmm. Get rid of their opinions and don't worry about it. Because otherwise, what you're going to do is you're going to live your whole life for someone else. And when you're 40 or 50 and they're dead, you're going to resent them. Yep. When I think the thought of failure is also really scary. And a lot of people are like, I'm not going to try that because what if I fail? Yep. And yeah. the thing is, is if you try hard enough, I think most of the times you won't fail. Or if you do fail, you're going to learn something so valuable from that failure. It's going to push you in the direction that you always wanted to go in. Yeah, I think failure is imperative. Yeah. Like, I wrote this book about why couples should travel together before they're married. That was a failure on yep. my way to writing what I'm writing now. You know, we've yeah. had so many failures along the way, and they've all just been course corrections. Absolutely. I love it. And that's what the book Pivot and Go that I just came out with is about. It's yeah, about, I, I'm yeah. excited to read it, man. Yeah, but that's right down the line. Okay, how can we all follow you? How can we all follow your travels on Instagram, website, everything? Like, I'm, I, I love following you guys' Instagram and seeing the super cool pictures you put up. Oh, thank Thanks, you. man. Likewise. Uh, well, the blog is www.couplescoordinates.com people get confused sometimes they're like are you guys like wedding coordinators or what do you do no it's coordinates like coordinates on a map uh gps coordinates but it's c-o-u-p-l-e-s-c-o-r-d-i-n-a-t-e-s.com alex is on instagram at alexandra's dot or is it underscore alexandra's underscore atlas and then I'm on Instagram at Gallagher's dot travels, like Gulliver's travels, nice. uh, Facebook forward slash couples coordinates. Uh, I think Pinterest and Twitter are both forward slash couples coordinates or one of them. Yeah. Now nah, YouTube, some weird URL. <laughs> uh, that's the majority of the things I think. Well, we'll be following you. We'll link to all this in the show notes and everything. And with the last question before you guys are off, the hot seat in this one percenter podcast. What does being a one percenter mean to you? It could be anything. You guys probably touched on this a lot. I've got I've, I've got an idea what the answer is going to be, but go for it. I think it's just living your own unique life, man. Like you could be like it doesn't mean you're in the top one percent of the wealth class. It doesn't mean you're in the top one percent of like competing with everybody else. It's you're better than the person you were yesterday, and you're just living your best life. Love it. Yep. I would agree with that. I would say it's just following your heart and doing what makes you truly happy and not worrying about what other people think. Beautiful. Michael and Alex, you guys are off the One Percenter Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for doing what you're doing for the world and 
showing everybody that they can live a life of adventure. They can live a life of joy. They can do it with the one that they were meant for. They can have such a big purpose and, and live life with joy and passion, following their dreams. And you guys are living proof and examples of that. So thank you so much for what you guys do and what you guys are going to continue to do for this world. Yeah, well, thanks, thank man. Thanks thank for you. having us on, yeah, too. Absolutely. And if you guys stay in the States for a little while longer, we can hang. Thank you so much for listening to the 1% Podcast. Seriously, it means a ton to me. Time is the most valuable asset we have, and you are spending it with me. Thank you. And thank you for being the light you are to so many people in your life. Remember, no matter where you are or what you do, you have the chance to change someone's life daily. A smile, just listening to someone, even the smallest of small things, can change someone's entire perspective on life. Impacting one person's life can impact millions. And if you have a quick 30 seconds after this podcast and could leave a review, that would be amazing. That helps me to be able to continue to bring on great guests to this podcast. But if you don't have the time either, no biggie. Tell a friend, tell a family member, share this with someone you think could benefit from listening. And if you want, post what you learned from this episode up on Instagram. Tag me at davidnurse 5 Because each month, I'm going to pick a winner from the people who leave reviews and tags on Instagram. I'm sending them super swag one percenter gear. And I'm also going to be sending out my first book, Pivot and Go, coming super, super soon. But it is on pre-sale today, right now. You can go get yourself a pre-sale. Be one of the first with a discounted price. Check it out at davidnurse.com or go to Amazon where you can search all books all over the place and you can order it there. It's on pre-sale today. Remember, the best gifts are gifts that can change someone's life. Thank you so much for being who you are. Feel more than free to reach out to me on Instagram at any time I answer everyone back. I am always here for you. Have a great week and remember, pour into yourself 1% daily so you can pour into others 1% every single day.